As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our new live segment. We're really excited about taking this opportunity to bring to you interviews with various and truly diverse vegan entrepreneurs out there. Today, I have our guest, B from Vegan Annoying. And today is really an opportunity to kind of talk about how not only has B built his business behind the scenes, how he's built his consulting support and really helped kind of drive and drive kind of the movement forward, but how in these times, in these conditions, how what he is doing is kind of accelerated. Um, whether it's accelerating and helping his clients move forward, accelerating because the need um, and the desire, and as more and more people are exploring veganism, that drive is creating opportunity for um, B and his business, that I'm really excited today to kind of talk about that. Because sometimes in these current environments, we've been talking about the challenges, the problems, the issues, and yes, they exist, but it's really also exciting to make sure we're looking at all sides of the coin and talking about where these opportunities are coming and how vegan entrepreneurs are responding to that. So with that today, welcome B for being with us. Thank you. Now, just Glad around to, us. Uh, here. Uh, branding, all, all of the, all the startup things that you can think of, uh, blockchain and, and other buzzwords. Mm-hmm. These days uh, I have, uh, centered a lot of the branding that I do for for myself and other ventures around uh, kind of the DEI space, diversity, equity, inclusion. And as I've learned more about uh, how veganism shows up in the world and in businesses and uh, the kinds of questions that people have, the kinds of challenges people have, um, I I just naturally just blo- draw on uh, all of that learning and all of, of those skills to uh, to recognize one of the needs in the space is that we need more more folks who can integrate across different fields uh, to make make things easier for vegan businesses and vegan folk learning. And, and in particular, one thing I'll mention is it's I've, I've found that it it's a lot of people have found it really helpful uh, to to have it demonstrated that hey we can we can start this venture and uh, we can have support from. Uh, people who are already established in the industry, and we can have a tech- technological platform to make the back office business easier and faster and less expensive. And I'll 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 leave that as a as an initial response. <laughs> no, but I think that's great. I think the idea that we should be looking at really the enti- all the dimensions of our businesses, looking at what are all the things that we're building and also thinking of our business as systems, thinking of our business as processes. Because a lot of what I um, preach often is about leverage, is about helping people really start to understand how do you do more so that everything isn't this customized one-off offer, an one-off process, what can we do so we can consistently deliver great quality um, at the same time, by putting some great systems in place. So I love, love hearing that. Now, I have to ask, why naming 
why did you go with the name Vegan Annoying? Maybe give people a little bit of background or perspective on that. So let's see here. Well, first off, one thing that is important to know about me, I am not funny, uh, but uh, some of the things that I do um, might come across as funny. So, so Vegan Annoying is in part informed by kind of the snobbery that a lot of people associate with the vegan spaces or, or historically have. Uh, just the ways that uh, some people consider vegans to be looking down on everyone else. Um, and I totally look down on everyone else because that's the, you know, that's clearly the only way, only way forward. That was a joke. Uh, but this, that's part of the brand. Uh, just that, uh, you know, I don't actually personally look down on anyone for anything ever. But as part of this tongue-in-cheek notion, vegan annoying, like, well, vegans, vegans are kind of annoying in some people's estimations. And embracing that and leaning into it and uh, just welcoming people to, uh, to explore where, where they are uh, is, is part of, I think, the, the, the healing potential of humor and the uh, part of how humor can be a, a foundation for understanding between you know, maybe different different perspectives of, of what veganism can be and how welcome it might be. So yeah, it's, it's tongue in cheek, it's, it's a joke, but, but it's also very real. I mean, people find vegan, vegans to be, um, well, whatever they find vegans to be. Yep, I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes we can get some labels. Um, so I definitely can, can see that, but I, I also understand the idea of sometimes owning some of these labels, not running from them, but embracing them in cases to really help people understand who we are, to understand how diverse we are, and also helping people understand that, yeah, we may have some people in our crew that are a little overly aggressive and a little bit of that, but some of those people come from a good space and with every movement and with everything, we need diversity. So you're gonna have a little bit um, of both, but I, I really like the idea of leaning into terms and not shying away from or being afraid of terms. I think that's really important when we're all going out there and we're trying to drive change in the world. Thank you, I, I, I feel that part of the work that I recognize in, uh, in basically doing the same thing that I've done uh, elsewhere and stepping into this, this uh, you know, kind of vegan branding space, experience space, uh, it, it's, it, it has very much a lot in common with other, other areas of just collective learning. And uh, I, I really have sought to have that reflected in the style uh, of, of growing and introducing vegan oil. humor first, uh, just because it's not easy for everyone to uh, change or to consider change. It's not easy for anyone to consider why that even makes sense to think about, talk about. But if it's part of something that could be funny, but it's also on second look is also very real and very serious, people can take whatever time or pacing that, that they might need to process that. And I'm not here to rush anyone. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a celebration. Perfect. So in that celebration, and also even thinking about current times, can you give me an example of how has the current environment um, accelerated either what you're doing or accelerated some of the work that you're doing with your clients so that people who are watching this interview can kind of take those items away to either inspire them or help them through some of the difficulties that they're facing? Yeah, so uh, let's see here. The Let's see, the broader team uh, 
behind Veganoing and uh, my my work elsewhere uh, was really catalyzed very quickly in the past, uh, just within the past uh, a little over a month, uh, in part just by a number of business shifts uh, from uh, you know prior prior employers and contracts and so forth uh, being impacted by. These these questions of well, what is cash flow going to look like? You know, what does that, what is our client demand going to to look like? Well, from those questions came some very clarifying actions. One, I I had some very uh, very clear support in uh, leaving my prior employment, like many people have experienced during you know the COVID nineteen responses. Uh, and that for me was very helpful. It was very, it was freeing for one uh, to focus my time on the things that uh, I've recognized as essential for not just myself, but also community. And Veganoing is very much part of that. It, this is a, a very community focused uh, brand and initiative and all the consulting that we do is, is rooted in that collective learning. And one thing about COVID-19 is uh, it has been Whatever else it is, it has reminded a lot of people about how connected we are, and and how um, how many of the habits that preceded COVID nineteen don't necessarily fit us, don't necessarily fit every individual, every company, every team, every community, and and when I lean into veganoing, when I lean into my learning and and sharing with community, my that this dialogue, veganoing is a dialogue, uh, I am. Acknowledging that uh, at, at the at the end of the day, um, this is this is a time of kind of maybe new new honesty for many people, and in creating this brand, I have I've brought together not not just you know looking at veganism as uh, lots of tasty food, which it, it is, uh, but also uh, that there are a number of communities with within the vegan space that uh, that welcome uh, resources and support that have been you know traditionally underrepresented and so forth and that work that I've done outside of the vegan space bringing it into the vegan space I've, I've learned has helped me and others uh, to to prioritize differently and and be aware of say um, you know vegan companies that are providing an outstanding benefit I, I, they're bringing uh, meaningful service you know, Foods, education, uh, you know, uh, health practices, uh, research, uh, but they're not always in the spotlight. They're not always getting funding or clients and so forth. And now it's just everything I'm doing is the same thing. It's just like recognizing the the challenges of learning in the broader community that mm -hmm. have those kinds of impacts. So, um, it yes, COVID nineteen has been an accelerator. Uh, it has been a conceptual accelerator in uh, making clear how relevant uh, the the vegan uh, dimensions of my learning are uh, more broadly in, in the world and in applying all the, the technological, uh, conceptual, research, uh, business, branding, all of that uh, in the vegan space as innovation because everyone in this space can, uh, can learn together and maybe spend less money and uh, not, not reinvent the wheel. That's fair. That's fair. And do you feel like, especially as people are listening to this and watching this, 
is there any specific advice that you would have? I think it's it's different when you have individuals like you know, like both of us. When we do a lot of consulting, we work with a lot of businesses across a lot of different platforms. You you sometimes pick up visibility or see things that maybe not everyone else um, would see. Do you have any recommendations for anyone who is maybe in a scenario where they're trying to figure out how they're going to pivot? what the rest of, I mean, not that we all have any crystal balls, but, you know, I know what the rest of the year is going to be like, but do you have any recommendations on what they should be thinking about, what they should be doing either now um, to, you know, to just continue to stay nimble and, um, and like you say, kind of shine in, in this, in this opportunity? So uh, I, I, you know, these days I, I, tend to only offer advice when solicited, you know, as part of my learning. Um, and so uh, one of the challenges of that in this format is just that, um, you know, everyone listening is going to be in a little different space. So I will uh, respond uh, carefully. Uh, so one of the things that I, I think about in, in this advice space is, uh, let's see, first and foremost, that uh, it's it might be helpful uh, to root ourselves in kindness as the heart of veganism. And I find that relevant, not just in a personal context of learning about veganism and, you know, where it fits in in, in broader pursuits of um, understanding and, uh, and, you know, social good, so to speak, but also, also uh, when it comes to navigating challenges, uh, remember what we're here for. Uh, you know, I don't see myself as here to uh, convert people or to make people think the way that I think or to build things in a way that makes sense for me, which might not make sense for other folks. And I think all of that relates to kindness and empathy. Uh, and maybe more practically, I would say keep learning and keep listening to many different stories, many different perspectives, many different uh, life paths. Um, I find that to be really helpful in business and consulting. Uh, as, as a solutions person, uh, I'm often in a place to offer solutions that nobody else at the table has allowed for or voiced, in part just because I, I don't rule anything out and I'm listening all the time. Uh, and, and, and lastly, lastly, uh, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the reputation of vegans and veganism is is a real opportunity. Perfect. Now, do you feel that as vegan entrepreneurs and vegan business owners, do you feel that we have any a unique kind of challenge when we're structuring our businesses, when we're coming in, like you said, and making sure that we're exploring all the options on the table? Do you feel that that's something unique to kind of vegan entrepreneurs, or do you feel that that's really something across the board that all of us should do? It's just as vegans, we really need to make sure that we don't maybe get lost in the movement and make sure that we stay grounded. I mean, wh where do you think there's any differences or similarities across all, all entrepreneurs versus maybe a, a vegan entrepreneur? Okay, well, uh, one thing that comes to mind is that, uh, is again, that, that notion of, you know, mainstream versus, you know, uh, niche and perspectives on both sides. Uh, how, you know, how, how vegans are perceived from the outside by, by folks less familiar with veganism and uh, how sometimes uh, even, you know, in any space, 
you know, vegans in some extremes can get carried away. And, uh, and so when I think about the challenges, it's really boils down to cognitive bias, you know, just human bias. Uh, and I think that that can become a superpower for folks that uh, can uh, allow room for that process, that learning process to acknowledge, you know, our own biases and to uh, hold space for uh, real human beings that have biases. It helps us to, to manage our expectations and it also helps us to, to make services and, uh, and foods and experiences that, uh, that foster belonging. And wherever we do that, whether we're vegan or not, um, that that helps that helps the it helps society, it helps the village, it helps community, it helps people to celebrate together and heal and maybe see across those biases and and to welcome things uh, that could be really helpful and meaningful. But from a business perspective in particular, you know, getting getting beyond the you know the more abstract things there, uh, I would say that. Um, one commonality I've seen is that most people feel that it needs to take a lot of time, that it needs to cost a lot. That applies to business. It applies to the restaurant business in particular. It applies to initiatives. It applies to you know mounting a response to a need. And in my experience, it takes less time than people tend to think. It takes um, it takes less money than people tend to think. And sometimes we, uh, we might put too much weight on uh, what we see in the movies uh, as opposed to the, the small, small changes that we can make on any given day. And that's, that's it. Okay. So it's more of, you're almost talking perspective that some of us maybe have some growth to do around our perspective and also maybe even, I guess what, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, is it also an opportunity that we don't hype up the experience too much so that we aren't building this, you know, I have to work all day and all night. I have to pour all resources, everything into it for it to be successful, that sometimes it's it really can be success without it costing everything. Is that fair to say? That makes sense. Yes. We I mean, it's it's essential no matter how vegan we identify ourselves to be, to, to breathe. Like we need to breathe. We need to encourage others to breathe and support others breathing. Like that's part of kindness, you know, when, when you let it just, when you allow room for what kindness can be, um, it's not about any one of us, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that is, that's, that's crucial. Sometimes, you know, again, there's so many different ways to be a person, so many different ways to be a vegan. Uh, we need to be kind to ourselves. We need to not necessarily floor the gas or floor the brakes uh, at, at any decision point. And sometimes it's maybe a helpful reminder to have maybe an accountability partner who can that you can check in with uh, surrounding major decisions or just to make sure that you even do the thing that you said you're going to do uh, because we can, we can tend to extremes. You know, old habits can take over. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes we're very enthusiastic and we burn out. And uh, both of those extremes, they don't they don't last, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if we want to create something lasting together uh, for ourselves and with others, whether it's family, community, or the world, we might want to allow room for the 
the global scope and the time scales outside of our lifetimes, but but not not to not get carried away with uh, as you as you touched on earlier the 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 grandeur of you know um, making sure it has to be the biggest, the baddest, and the best out the gate. Like mm -hmm. get something out, you know, be pragmatic, you know, have a an MVP, a, a minimum viable product, or or just help one person. In, in a way that that person recognizes as help. Like keep it keep it small, and then as you have capacity for more, do more or bring in bring in other folks to complement your capacity. All that stuff works, and I think COVID nineteen especially has emphasized has underlined how essential community is to scale in uh, a helpful way. Absolutely, I love that. I love kind of being at this point, kind of in our discussion today where we're talking about the idea of how important community is, how important it is to work with others, to collaborate, um, and also striking a balance around how we approach um, our business, our business growth, our business launches, um, and also our business dreams. You know, the idea of you, you know, the, the dream of maybe where you want to be versus where you're starting, where you're going to kind of get that initial jump for your business doesn't have to be so over the moon, over the top for it to be impactful. Um, like you said, being able to impact one person, being able to get that minimum viable product out there is so crucial. And, you know, spending some time today, I think stressing that is, I think, really important, especially now where people are worried about resources towards the future and so forth, that maybe breathing, as you said, and a breathing away some of that worry because I think the worry sometimes creates a little bit too much negative energy um, in our spaces, but also um, taking that time to truly understand that what we can do can make an impact, even if it's small, even if it's in our communities, in our neighborhood, in our block, <laughs> you know, even if it's just what our crew, the idea is impact is impact. And you know, impact is a beautiful thing. Um, we don't have to size it necessarily to say it's a good thing. Yes, it reminds me really, really briefly. It reminds me of uh, times living in New York City, thinking about you know, it'd be really nice to have a garden, and then you know, looking up in Manhattan, huh? You know, where where would that garden grow? And in New York City, sometimes people have small gardens on their balconies. Sometimes they're rooftop gardens. Sometimes they're gardens between buildings. Sometimes there are gardens in basements. Like there's so many ways to do it. Uh, and where you start out is not necessarily where you go next. And you you can't necessarily see the connection between here and a year from now. And that's an opportunity for learning. Absolutely, absolutely. So as we're wrapping up our time today, if someone is looking for help, if someone needs support, maybe kind of give me two-part kind of idea is who should be reaching out to you? If someone's listening today and they're like, oh, I need help, you know, should I be reaching out to be, maybe give them perspective on when and what kind of either client or um, customer should be reaching out to you and, and getting help? Um, and then also maybe let's give everyone your um, website um, and maybe some of your social handles so that they can reach out to you. Okay. Uh, well, uh, thanks. I appreciate the giving space for that. I'll try and keep it brief. Um, let's see, from a business standpoint, uh, mm -hmm. for, for people who are 
either already in business and looking to transition their business into a more sustainable space. Um, maybe you know in the food industry that might be you know involving more like shifting more of the menu to vegan items or switching their providers uh, you know to uh, to again more more vegan food space uh, or, and business wise. Uh, the, there are so many ways to to do business in the vegan space that I'm not even gonna not even gonna try. But uh, but but people who are looking to move an established business into a more vegan or sustainable space, whether that's packaging or uh, <clears throat> energy footprint or otherwise, uh, definitely reach out. Uh, join the mailing list. You know, I'll I'll share a few uh, ways to get started after I respond. Uh, and then for for people who are looking to get started, you know, many people are transitioning from employment to entrepreneurship. Uh, many people are resuming entrepreneurship or scaling up personal projects into uh, businesses. Hi, that's me. Uh, I would I would say uh, reach out if what you're doing involves uh, veganism in some form and you'd like help uh, in in either ideation or uh, strategic uh, strategic execution. You know how to how to get there, uh, who to work with, uh, all the network that might uh, might might be relevant there. And one thing I'll emphasize in this first part is uh, this is a as a global uh, presence. This is a global welcome. Uh, wherever wherever you are in the world, whatever language, uh, whatever life path, I think uh, it matters to uh, hey uh, consider reaching out. And the second part of your question uh, was the uh, you know the online ways to get started and ways to reach out. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Our our website is veganknowing.com. Yeah, it's just the word vegan, V-A-V-E-G-A-N. And then it's a little tricky in the middle there, N-O-Y-I-N-G.com, uh, just veganoying.com. Uh, there we also have an Instagram. Instagram doesn't have as much space, so it's just veganoy, you know, V-E-G-A-N-N-O-Y. And finally, uh, there is some some presence now on both Medium and Twitter. Uh, we're starting to write more. Uh, but most, the probably the easiest way to stay in touch uh, and to uh, have that reminder for when you might want to reach out in the future if you're not ready now is to join join our ma mailing list at veganoing.com, and uh, you can you can see all the the social media links for Twitter and uh, others to come. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I really appreciate you sharing today, um, even helping me even remember to take that breath and breathe. I think sometimes I even get wrapped up in everything I have to get done. Um, so it's really great when I have the opportunity to have these types of discussions because they not only, I think, help our audience, but they also help me to make sure that, you know, I'm I'm putting back on that, that right hat and not getting too wrapped up into um, the grind and the you know, all the things that kind of pull us in multiple directions. So thanks so much, B, for hanging out with us today. Thanks so much for taking the time. And also thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our audience. Thank you. I'm looking forward. Great. You're welcome. <laughs>